right, welcome to another episode of the Streaking the Lawn podcast. As usual, my name is Pierce, but not as usual. Zach isn't here today, so Caroline's back to fill in for Zach. So Caroline, Yay! thank you for uh, rejoining me. And <laughs> We're effectively the same person now if you follow us both on Twitter. So really. Yeah, your tweets have uh, really just morphed into... Uh, the same exact timing of the same phrase so <laughs> what happens when i pick him up and like mm. shuffle him to all of the places to be we Young start protege, just yeah. learning Look, from him <laughs> i've heard his stories about taking the scooters places and i just mm. can't have that on my conscience um to have him scooting around charlottesville late night after games <laughs> so well, you know. thank you for filling in for him while he goes to class or whatever dumb stuff he's doing <laughs> this evening. But uh, we need to make sure that we, we you know, chatted about the Who's because uh, finally a winning streak is coming together after bouncing between wins and losses for what seemed like the majority of the, well, what yeah. was the majority of the season. It seemed like the entire season. Uh, the Who's are on a three-game winning streak. And, you know, obviously it's a, important in its own right, but two of those wins uh, being over Miami and, of course, at Duke are, are massive uh, for, for the, the, you know, the, the slim right now, but emerging chances that they make uh, the NCAA tournament as a large team. These are, are exceptionally important wins. And as we've said the past few weeks, it's not like the schedule really lets up at all or anything there. So we'll get to some of that, of course, but at least, you know, what we were talking about, Zach and I last week, best case scenario was winning both these games. So, hey, it's best <laughs> case scenario. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to give the Miami win any disservice by not chatting about it. So why don't we start with yeah. that one before getting into the Duke game? Um, I don't know, my, you know, the Miami game at home, Miami's been in a bit of a, slump-ish. I mean, they've, they've managed yeah. to beat Georgia Tech a few times throughout this slump, <laughs> um, but they haven't looked like they did early in the season. And that was sort of my takeaway from that game was it looked like Virginia was the better team the whole time and just sort of handled yeah. their business and play amazingly well, had some, some performances that were strong. And in the second half, just, you know, kept that lead once they um, got a few buckets a few minutes into the second half, it, it really just stayed right around 10 point lead and, you know, some frustrating things here and there, but a pretty, a pretty comfortable when all was said and done home win over a team that despite being slumping, you know, is one of the better ACC teams um, this season. So, I know, you know, Carolyn, what stood out to you uh, with that home victory? Yeah, I think it was just that was the best the offense has looked without mm -hmm. a question in my mind. And part of it is just they hadn't had a game where everybody clicked at the same time, you know, yeah. and especially this is and you know, the complaint or concerns around um, Franklin was he's streaky. And that was, you know, you could look at his numbers and his production at Indiana mm -hmm. and see kind of the same thing. But you got the full Armand experience and, and we, you know, we've talked before in times that I've come back and guessed it and said, Hey, and checked in or whatever, but mm -hmm. um, he's been able to find ways to contribute dramatically yeah. when the three is not falling. I think that's one of the most important things, but what you saw from Franklin on Saturday was just everything. Like he shot the ball. Well, he had four assists. He only had one turnover. He was getting back defensively against a team that my biggest concern against Miami was this is a top 25 offense that mm -hmm. has in my mind three guys that I really think 
are extraordinarily underrated in the ACC with Cam Augusti, Charlie Moore, and Isaiah Wong. Like those are mm-hmm. three dudes that can get buckets, especially. And Cam Augusti just did. Like I don't. Right. <laughs> there were some plays you were like, all right, cool, Augusti, good to see you. <laughs> yeah, Augusti, twenty-one points, more seventeen <laughs> yeah. points. Uh, but and, so that led Isaiah Wong, you know, yeah. to, to be the weak but, link that night. <laughs> and Reese, Reese shut him down. And honestly, Wardenberg is a guy that can put up points too. I think last mm-hmm. night against Georgia Tech, whenever number game that was against Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. he had 14, I think, in the first half or early in the second. Like gotcha. he's, he can put up points. So I think that they did a nice job on him on the inside. And just really what was important is Miami's kind of an ISO team. They can either pull up from three when they do drive and dish, um, mm-hmm. but they have fast guards. And so I think Virginia did a really, really nice job, even with Moore and McGusty scoring it, like getting 17, 21 points. You'd think that, you know, Kihei or Armand didn't do that good of a job on them, but I really think that they did fine. Um, and Reese did a great job on, on Wong, but mm-hmm. they were, they were able to limit those drive and dishes and it helps when they miss some threes like I get that like I think they started like yeah. 0 for 5 or 0 for 6 like I get like that helps it um, seemed we'll worse about... I, you know I yeah, think Miami did, was yeah. shooting like like worst case UVA shoots you know what I mean like yeah. you're like yeah. they're one for 11 and just yeah. kept jacking up yeah. threes that were going in yeah. you're like all right you know? yeah and so that was the good offense game and i think we saw mm-hmm. the really really good defense game against Duke. and honestly the offense was great against duke too mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. the duke game was the most complete game that they played um yeah i mean the, the best team that they played well yeah yeah i think yeah would you, know, would you call <laughs> yeah. i'm thinking about houston just to be clear oh okay uh, yeah <laughs> I, was, they, I providence they played yeah. houston this year yeah. but providence is also pretty good but not yeah I, I feel like, uh, pro- yeah, that, yeah, that's a tough call. But I mean, obviously, Duke <laughs> is the most heralded of them, and, yeah, and probably yeah. on paper. Talented. And most, and most important, I think, to Virginia fans. Yeah, I mean, the, like the they were Virgin- like, which we'll one get to the Duke win? game, I guess, in, in a second and talk. The yeah. offense was weird, you know, like it, it, yeah. it worked in, inside, but the the shooting was much better against Miami. Um, yeah both statistically but also it seemed to be you know what they were focusing on and and both Kihei and Franklin both hit three uh three pointers um Franklin obviously shooting eight for 16 is really nice um Gardner had his 12 points on six and nine shooting um so it was a a more efficient performance than you know the bad performances we've seen but I thought it also seemed to have that confidence that seems to stem from our Franklin and Gardner hitting their jump shots. And, yeah. you know, some games it's one and not the other. Um, obviously so it's usually Gardner and he's, he's somebody who, who, when he is on, he, you can't guard a lot of that mid range turnaround stuff that he brings to the table. So if that's falling, I mean, that's a huge, a huge yeah. benefit to the who's, but uh, one thing I wanted to point out about the Miami game, was the buzzer beater essentially buzzer beater oh, three-pointer to end the first half was sort of it was massive because Miami had just cut it back down to mid single digits I guess six points right yeah. and you stretch it to nine halftime second half starts and they trade a couple baskets here and there so it's a seven point lead for a few moments uh twice and then it's not ever again, uh, even yeah. single digits, yeah. I, I think. So really to go into halftime with a, a, a multi, you know, more possessions <laughs> than, than, than six points, uh, you know, however you would better phrase that. It was a strong enough uh, gap that it was 
easy for the who's to keep that uh you know gap keep the the canes at, at arm's length um and that is a team like miami's a team that can go on spurts and yeah and course. score quickly and i think that that was consistently a stressor in the second half maybe mm-hmm. for people watch at least for me i was watching it's just like knowing that if there's any sort of because the the issue early that i think we haven't talked about and was an issue that concerned me going into the duke game were the early turnovers yeah and miami's a team that likes to make you do that yeah they there was a lot do that, of that a lot yeah. there's they are quick you cannot get lazy with those passes on the outside yeah. and they're a team that can get out and run and convert on those and you know reese struggled early he had a couple turnovers early um and I think they had four turnovers in the first like few minutes and then really right. cleaned it up. But, you know, they finished with 13, which is a lot for, or it's, you know, more than we want to see. Like usually sure. we see Virginia team around nine and that's probably what we sure, average sure. or expect to see. But, um, you know, but we did, you know, Reese had 10 assists, like they moved the ball yeah. well they had. And that's been a trend in these recent wins or playing well they assisted 23 of 30 baskets like yeah that's wonderful like that's that's ball movement right there it's beautiful if the who's are going to shoot it you know they finish a 60 percent clip and 53 percent from three if they can do that they're obviously a much better team and they're going to win a a bunch more games you know it's a huge if and we saw of course that it didn't happen in Durham to shoot that well from outside um, I guess we, we can jump into that, but of course, I, I guess I, I, the Miami no free throw game would have been yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, particularly confounding and, and, thing. But in the end, Virginia the, got to shoot a few th- free throws late, and that was it. Three minutes left in the game was yeah. the first time that was shot. And I do think, I legitimately do think that in that game, both teams played physical, neither one really played. Like, no one was super physical, like there wasn't a lot of contact going to the rim. There wasn't, that wasn't a game where I assume they're thinking like, Oh, how that should have been an am one or that should have whatever, contrary to some of the stuff that happened in Durham, the two sure. later, but <laughs> a, a I think, scene, you know, yeah. yeah. And Miami, and like we said, Miami took a, a bunch of threes. They took 17 threes. They like to, you know, pull up and they're real craftier on the rim. So I don't think that it was a game. Like if, I mean, Virginia, actually, I think Virginia was the last ACC team to not shoot a free throw. I think it was that um, win over Wisconsin, that like 47-37 mm-hmm. game. Well, I, I think, think the, the last... there was another ACC game, or maybe the, it was something like the only ACC game where that had happened was another <laughs> Virginia game um, yeah. not too long ago, but I, yeah. I could be off on the year of that. Yeah. Um, three total free throw shots. Pretty ridiculous. But, uh, and they made uh, all three. A different, a different, yeah. Hey, the free throw shooting has been there. Um, a different story, of course, in Durham. Uh, same result of, of, of a W, uh, which is really what matters. Um, a more fun, you know, uh, all time great Wahoo moment. You know, this team hasn't won in Cameron Indoor very often. You know, we could literally describe in depth the only times, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So, um it, it's easy to remember those 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 few wins there so um i, I mean it, 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 i think if you're listening to this obviously you watch you followed you you know the story of beekman hitting that uh last second 
three-pointer to win. I'm glad that it ended up being a three-pointer. Obviously, I'm glad that it went in, and so it's easy to say, but I was definitely in that timeout going, take the three. Um, And and you saw uh, one of the many things I agreed with uh, Corey. Was Corey? I think Corey was calling the game. Yeah, Corey. Yeah, Corey and Reese Davis. Yeah. Um, I forget which game was where were they all. Oh, no, it was the Duke game because none of them. um, (laughs) Anyway, yeah. I I didn't. I I was like, well, don't call them out and then not be able to pronounce it. So I was just going to leave it alone. But um, anyway, they need to to, to buff buff up their their mythology uh, uh, homework and and studying. But anyway, uh, the the Duke game featured so many moments where the commentating staff was agreeing with Virginia fandom. Like, you know, a lot of like, oh, that call is pretty rough. Or that which made me feel better. Corey does a good job. Yeah. yeah. Corey stays out of it. Like he's like, look, I'm not going to, but there were times, especially like the the long and short of it is Virginia needed to go in there. And I thought they would have had to hit at least five threes. Like I thought they would have had to connect from deep that. Did you know, fun facts, 52 points in the paint. That is the most any Tony Bennett Virginia team has ever scored in the paint. It's not surprising. Have, I mean, it seemed it's unreal. so many points. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, and it, uh, I, oh, I just don't even, so I've watched the game, like, I think four times mm-hmm. um, because it, it actually is, it was a great game and for, and all weekly or not all week, but I mean, leading up to it, like, you know, we focused, we're not, we're, we don't have to just focus on the game that's ahead of us because we're not mm-hmm. the team. So, um, but the things that I was thinking about, and I think even at one point, either Corey or reset it, but it, I think it was Corey. It was like, all week we've talked about how is Virginia going to match up with Duke? And we right. never considered how Duke was going to match up with Virginia. And I was like, I didn't even think about that. Because right. I looked right. at Van Caro and was like, who guards him? And then you're looking at, you know, Trevor Keels. You're just giving up so much size, either either a couple inches on someone or 40 they pounds played in some more. cases. Keels yeah. is what kept, I mean, uh, he wasn't doing all the scoring, but when he was in Duke's offense was different. Yeah. Um, I guess he plays maybe with a little, I don't know, less control than coach K would yeah. want, I can see, but it just, yeah. The, the defensive performance that Jaden Gardner gave yeah. is, has got to Massive. be one of the, like, you put a pin in it and come back to it in a little bit, whether it's, you know, end of the year two years from now and you think about Jaden's career that should stand out because mm-hmm. he had like I said he gave up inches wait I mean size wise like weight wise I think they actually match up pretty well but you know Bancaro is going to be a lottery pick and, and Jaden made him look rather pedestrian and I don't think he is I'm not saying that he's a pedestrian player I'm just saying that that's how well Jaden did yeah playing against him when and, and it had was, that 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 like bounce between looking like the it he yeah. still probably is a top three pick, but he looked like the best yeah. player in the country against Gonzaga. And yeah. he I, I'm pretty sure didn't make a shot or even he only attempt. took one shot. Yeah, he took he did one shot in the, the second, second half, half, and that was and at the was buzzer. The, yeah. Right. And he had three or four turnovers, only two rebounds. Right, right. Like they really just took him out right. of it. And part of it was I thought upon rewatch, one of them I spent basically just watching defense in the second half, like just watching that matchup in the second half. They did a great job of instituting the uh, double team mm-hmm. smartly. Um, but he also was content or didn't give too much effort to, he was happy just kind of hang out by the three-point line. And so he was kind of removing himself from the situation, but 
in a way that didn't really because sometimes there's situations in which if you do that and you pull the other team's best defender out that can mm-hmm. be something that is addition by subtraction type nonsense this is right. probably way too right. far into it but, especially you know, when they have a ton of good scores that could right you know, that you right. clear out a little bit you right. need more space for operation like i think kind of like steel stanwick in the national championship game in 2011 <laughs> everyone's like he didn't do anything it's like oh he did <laughs> because he took their best defender out of the team right. defense affecting and giving what all the stuff Let Matt but Moore he didn't face, really right. do that wasn't really the situation here because that's not the way the pack line were, and that's not really how they would have used Jaden anyway yeah. like and, and so i just thought it was a very interesting it was a combination of i think his inexperience a little bit in that sense like ben Garros. Um, it's hard to play needed, against Virginia, you know, like it you, yeah. it's his first time seeing the pack line too. Yeah. And you could tell that they were frustrated and, and shout out to not only Jaden, but goddamn Caden and Poppy took no nonsense. Yeah. They took no, not that, that play where Mark Williams just threw it off of him to get the ball yeah. back, which is a smart play by Williams. Yeah, yeah. Poppy did not flinch. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess, you know, it's a basketball. What does he carries like a million <laughs> strength, like whatever, but just like they, they didn't get bullied. They didn't let themselves mm-hmm. get out physical. And I think that that's something out physical, that's not, whatever out muscled. <laughs> and I feel like that's something we talked about early in the season. Well, Kate like, looked like a totally like, different player. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've seen flashes, obviously he's had some good games and some good moments, yeah. but the, the total package from Shedrick was um you know what we've been hoping for in this you know mythical corner that'll be turned at whatever the the moon's (laughs) aligned for eva big men once they've been with mike curtis for three years uh you know this was this was definitely something where you where you saw oh okay i see these results and not that i'm surprised we've just been waiting for it and uh you know he's he's got uh more of a history of of like silly fouls disrupting that but yeah, now, I'm not trying to harp on on the ups and downs or, or the downs of his ups and downs, but anyway, uh, that's the best way to phrase it. It was it was easily his most complete performance, and I think the physicality or, or however you want to yeah. uh, describe <laughs> it is a good way to really pin on that. I mean, put back dunks over multiple Duke players, you know, they wrestling did, balls they did so away, great cleaning, rebounding cleanly, you know, not none yeah. of this, none of this, uh, bringing yes. it down and letting it get tied up or, or losing the ball that we see from, from the big men when they receive a pass, you know, it's been pretty common yeah. things like, you know, normal shit, but, uh, it well, was just a really clean too, physical game from Caden and Poppy. Yeah. Yes. And so part of it that was so, and especially like watching the game and seeing them do everything that they needed to do minus connect on a few of those threes but I really thought that the threes that they took looked good like those were the ones that they have to take those they're rhythm shots they you know and they didn't take 25 of them like 10 you know 11 I think they finished with 12 I was in the 12th and winning they were one for 11 um but they did everything that they needed to do they didn't turn the ball over they had you know the fast break points 10 to 1 like what and then to see that all feel like it was being just like stolen for lack of a better word by these yeah, foul yeah. calls that just weren't even like, I'm not saying that Virginia didn't commit the fouls that they were called for. I think some of them were close, like t- two of them on Poppy. It's like, did this guy, like, did he back into his car in the parking lot? Like, why is. And the dude could do whatever they wanted, you know? Yeah. Like, and Theo John and Mark Williams probably committed six each. Like, I, Oh, like, Williams the, should have fouled out in the first half. Like the great, contact great player, that Kihei but... took, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that like 
the reason that Reese was able to steal that ball back is they fouled him so hard into the cheerleaders they forgot he existed <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, and so I'm just like I see this happening I'm like of course they can't convert those layups they're getting bodied but there are fewer Jaden went up strong and it was a good look but took a ton of contact and Caden just comes out of nowhere for these dunks and I was just like this is unbelievable yeah, I mean, you uh, could, just you, we could sing the praises for hours about every every player um, out there. Uh, you know, obviously, Kihei Clark, without uh, his performance, they, without any of them, they don't win. But Kihei was... Yeah. Um, the tie-up before the tie-up mm-hmm. was huge, obviously, because if you don't tie up the first one, possession. then that tie-up, yeah, yeah, then that tie-up at the end just goes to Duke and yeah. whatever, you know, like forcing the turnover with... Uh, and, you know, I tweeted it, but you want to talk about height and weight discrepancy between him and Theo John. <laughs> like, you know, you got well, 5'10", five, five, quote unquote, 5'10", yep, 170 yep. Kihei against 6'9", 240 Theo John. Nine assists, um, getting nine in the lane at, at will, you know, not scoring a lot. Yeah. Couldn't hit a three-pointer, but, you know, yeah. hey, but, you know, know, no one else. <laughs> talked about that, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, which the brings me back to, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh yeah, that was really, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, um, the point I, I, when we first started talking about this game that I wanted to make was I agreed with um, the announcers saying I think Virginia needs to go for three here uh, mm-hmm. you know and Reese is sitting there going uh, the announcer Reese not our Reese is sitting there going you know logic would dictate that the deeper more talented team is more happy to play overtime for, for obvious uh, you know depth yeah. and talent reasons right um, but also, it, you know, Virginia looked like the better team the whole time. Like, it wasn't that. I just thought, like, the ref, I don't want to see these refs anymore. You know what I mean? I know, like, this yeah. game has to end. If you have a chance to end this game with, with one possession and it's the final possession, take it. Because yeah. it, what we've seen the last six, seven, eight minutes of the game is 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 not tenable for Virginia's success. No. And, and it, it no. doesn't have too much to do. I mean, Duke, you know, started finding some plays here and there, right? Like, yeah. but it wasn't like Virginia was letting the game slip away. They were doing everything they could to keep the lead and then, of course, get back in it um, when it was and a single timely position. responses. Like, that yeah, was yeah, just, definitely. you know, and we had our we had our negative chats, if we'll be honest, like in our Slack, you know, where it's like, oh, oh there's plenty of frustrating the, things when you're going one for 11. Be- you know, <laughs> it's going to be gone by the under 16. And then oh, they right. still, like, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. up by six instead of up by five. And That's called like, sandbagging. And I'm very yeah. good at it. Um, I don't do it on it Twitter. It was my emotional hedging. I do it with friends. Also it, true. You know, it's like you're, you're messing with well, the, the juju, to me, the, the spirits. That game <laughs> was house money in a way, you know, like just they really needed it that's the yeah thing. Like, where if they if they in, had beaten the notre dame team if you know if they had the, the iowa game you know if you cobble yeah, together yeah, some yeah. of these late blown games if, if those were wins then then i totally agree on yeah. the house money this was so critical because yeah. they've lost all these close really resume building wins mm, so so yes. to finally grab one yeah but then again, it, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't have an expectation to be winning in Cameron Indoor. Uh, even right. when you're a good Virginia team, you usually get screwed. <laughs> Grayson Allen took five steps. You know, oh my God. what are you going to do? But that's just, what, you, what are you going to do? You're going to beat them up, I guess, and then win the game on a Reese Beekman three-pointer, which he's building a resume of here, <laughs> game-winning three-point shots. So, And um, even that play was so smart. It actually reminded me a little bit of in just the way that they made it work despite the 
called action not happening reminded me of the Brogdon game winner at Pitt because he wasn't supposed to. Oh, make, I thought that, that was drawn up for Brogdon. The mm-hmm. um... so it was like designed differently, and mm-hmm. I, it, so it was like a whole thing. And it, I think I'm remembering that correctly. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's like someone was supposed to cut differently and set a different screen, and it was still supposed to be Brogdon, mm-hmm. but the play mm-hmm. broke up differently. But I know it wasn't run to perfection, and they had to like. <laughs> so I, but I, I love that. I just think Reese reads that stuff so well and, and the way that Caden boxed out. And I don't know that necessarily Caden's like, oh, I have both of them. My long arm, I'm going to box out both. But the mm-hmm. miscommunication, recognizing the miscommunication by Duke with Williams and Roach and being able to find Kihei, for Kihei to find Reese and trust Reese and Reese to take the shot. He got fouled too. Yeah, yeah he did. There. Yeah. But just big moment on the road, like, it just was so huge and by now the shirt. yeah by the shirt <laughs> both the silence is deafening and the reese shirt, the reese t-shirt reese gets cut and il let's go um but now i do i worry a little because i have flashbacks to what year was it 2013 <laughs> when they needed the big win over duke <clears throat> to make the tournament and then they got the big win over duke and everyone's like they're gonna make the tournament and then they lost two plus hundo teams on the road right yeah (laughs) i I mean that's what we're gonna get to right like there's still (laughs) a a ton of work to do yeah and just because we have to wait a week to play miami and duke again these upcoming (laughs) games against uh uh, ag schools are (laughs) are uh are pretty critical game is huge well yeah so you know um but saturday is a home game uh, against georgia tech and then a quick turnaround yeah. to a valentine's day game against the hokies and black is that another saturday monday yes Damn. um it's four o'clock say, for saturday out, seven o'clock on monday i will point out that there was conversation you know about um how you know duke and you know we turn around and prepare for virginia when, um Virginia starters played more minutes than Duke starters did yeah, it's, on Saturday on the Saturday game and Virginia had to it's basketball it's it's it, <laughs> it's not yeah anyway um yeah. <laughs> Georgia Tech they should be able to handle I mean I you know I, I obviously the team's not going to overlook them and and no. Georgia Tech has, has pulled off um uh went over Clemson went over FSU uh went over Boston College they're still sort of cellar dwellers I mean they they've dropped two to Miami uh they got boat raced by the Hokies in Blacksburg um yeah. uh, you know they're, they're not very good but they have a couple good players so obviously mm-hmm. Virginia's gonna key on uh DeVoe um Usher you know Usher's pretty good in the paint for him it sort of brings a yeah a, a skill set that you you would hope our big guys could could handle but um you know, DeVoe's a big scorer for him, 18.7. The the stats, uh, advanced statistics do extremely favor Virginia. So let us, you know, we're not assuming anything, but let us continue to talk about as, as if uh, Virginia does take care of business. This matchup on Monday against the Hokies, uh, by the way, the advanced stats very much favor the Hokies. So yeah you know be prepared uh everyone <laughs> who's listening yeah. um Relax. is if if you can if you can string together the the wins with georgia tech starting boston college miami duke georgia tech and then you've got virginia tech who um you know is sort of the wrong side of the bubble team 
but it's a road win against a team that they advance, you know, the, 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 the net ranking the and net the Ken Palm and all them. that. Ken right. Palm loves them. It'd be I mean, a, a road, road win, win there would oh. be, would be honestly, I mean, bigger than to me than, than beating Miami uh, the next week on the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, maybe the data, but maybe the net ranking can back that up. I haven't looked. I don't know. But first, you sweep the Hokies. Always extremely important, of course, for for bragging rights and recruiting and just uh, you know making their fans fans sad, which is best case scenario. So yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> then we you know it's a, we keep our response to the football <laughs> traps. Yeah. You know, um, I, you know it's, it's just massive, but it, it doesn't bode well that all these statistics the computers and i'm not insulting the statistics of the computers lord knows as virginia fans were usually the biggest fans of uh, the efficiency ratings and such yeah uh, all of a sudden this year we turn on them Shock right them. right exactly <laughs> yeah, they don't mean anything, oh, these, don't mean anything. these nerds the eye test say number virginia's number. good no it doesn't all right <laughs> like not consistently to, right, not right right back then yeah <laughs> Anyway, the eye test, if they can beat Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech, the eye test and the rankings or the, the standings, I should say, their, their records um, and hopefully the advanced statistical metrics will start to more seriously consider Virginia an at-large bid. Uh, and that's, I mean, God, that would be so funny. Like just with the up and down <laughs> season to, uh, you know, I know they've got, they've got Miami Duke and FSU uh, and even at Louisville I, are all lo- losable games. FSU looks awful, but we know that they, they always get Virginia at that time. Um, <laughs> there's a lot even, there? I know, right. There's a lot of, of, of ACC play left after this week, but yeah. if you can handle this week, get two wins, then you're sort of getting, even if we go two or two, these last four games um if we can win one or two in brooklyn then then we have a really strong argument so yeah i, think that's, I, I hope think i'm the, not setting us up to be so disappointed if they don't win in blacksburg i think it's all very reasonable i think the must wins if you want to keep your resume alive whatever you want to say they really need to pick up the wins at home against georgia tech and at louisville mm-hmm the and I'd almost say at home against FSU has become yeah. a little bit of a like you got to take that one. They even can't. They think, can't go two and four over these last six. No, right. I don't think. I don't think so. No. Um, <laughs> although if if the two are like Virginia Tech and Duke, <laughs> but maybe not. But even so. then, because yeah, the yeah, losses, that, yeah, think, you yeah, can't yeah, lose to Georgia so. Tech. You got to be Georgia Tech. You got to yeah. be Georgia Tech. You got to be Louisville. I think. Yeah. And then you pick up. If you can pick up either Miami or Virginia Tech, in my opinion, I know that we all want both and we all want Virginia Tech. Um, I think that there's, they now don't have to win that Duke game at home. Yeah. And yeah. This, they, I feel yeah. like I'd have to look, but I feel like it always, every time we play Duke twice, I feel like it is there and then here. I don't, it just in my mind it always remember. feels that way. <laughs> Yeah. Because I always feel like it was a close game there. And then whatever lottery pick they have comes to Charlottesville and scores 60 points <laughs> in the last 10 minutes and like overcomes and whatever. Cause Jason Tatum did it like the stupid, I'm still mad. Ties about 2019. Yeah. 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 The ties Jones. like 2019, like RJ Barrett and uh, especially Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish was shooting like 12% from three and he hit four of them in the first like four minutes. Of the Cam game. Reddish like, was the best basketball player on that Duke team. 
Yeah, I was like, I gotta go. I gotta <laughs> maybe go. not at the time, but not anyway, the yeah. Time. If they split it with Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech, like, let's you know, hopefully that's worst case scenario. Like, hopefully well, they don't add the you know, I'm not gonna work. If you split work, it, you have to. Well, I don't. Know. If they split it and 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 are able to then split at Miami Duke at home and still split only split hosting FSU and at Louisville. You know, and then you're saying I got to make the ACC title, right? And like, even then, it's still a big if, and a lot of things sort of have to go your way. Um, You know, what we're looking, I think, in general, when we talk about their success in Brooklyn, we're hoping, of course, hoping, of course, for the uh, the the top four seed for. for I don't know. Are you though? Why not? Do you want you want another win to potentially get a win? I want I want the better chance to win the ACC tournament title. That yeah, that's I what mean, I, I lean that way too. I mean, yeah. it also it's like a point of pride thing for me because I'm like sure. So yeah. look, the the flip side that I want to like make sure that we're still super. The last three games they've played really well, mm-hmm. um, and even like near the end of the Notre Dame game, I'm gonna the ones the games that are gonna haunt me forever and ever. The last they should have won the game minutes, in South Bend. Yeah, they should have won the game in South Bend. They should have beaten Wake Forest. Um, I, that I yeah I, I they it, I would have hoped you know but i mean it, to me it was almost I like got. wake punch them in the mouth at the end and virginia they did. didn't have a comeback in, in them right and I, I do think that was a weird momentum although they almost yeah anyway <laughs> like it just yeah um that but the one that's really gonna bug me is just just because of the like you could not replicate that if you wanted to is state because like they just shot like if you look they yeah. shot like 54 percent. they were crummy yeah like and just in Virginia didn't even play terribly. They were just hitting shots. And you're like, okay, you know what? All right. It's always state that always those games are always like that. And that's just one that they're three and ten. Like that's the one that's gonna bug you. But yeah. all this I'm getting off track. What I wanted to say is like <laughs> this is still a team that has a slim margin for error. Like sure. They have in, dramatically improved and are becoming the team that I thought that they had the potential to become down the stretch. And they're clicking well and they're playing well together but this is still a team that like they can't, and I don't think they will. There's no indications ever that Tony Bennett's going to let them do this or that the players, like they clearly have their heads screwed on straight, but they have to go into these games ready. Like they can't, this team yeah. still can't be like, ah, we got this, like slough it off. And like, you know, we're going to, we're casually going to cruise into this game because yeah. we got like, and use the momentum, I, but yes. you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, they're sitting at sixth place right now at nine and five. Uh, in the conference, um, three teams ahead of them have four losses with Miami, who they play, uh, North Carolina and Wake, uh, both who beat UVA. So that hurts uh, because, you know, tiebreakers. They don't get to see them again, yeah. Right. They um, also don't get to play them again, yeah. And Duke and Notre, and Dame. Notre Dame above them, who, yeah, they beat Duke. Notre Dame has that tiebreaker. They're not going to f- f- win the conference, probably. But uh, they do get Duke I mean, too. So, man, if Mike Bray pulls that off after, I honestly like shout out, shout out to Steve Forbes and what Wake is doing right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, good, Wake, like that's a good team. That's not a bad team. That is a good yeah. basketball team. Yeah. They've got good players. Right. That Alondis Williams is a special player. So, you think and, that they can yeah. catch Miami probably, um, you know, if yeah. they beat them again, right? Like that in Miami, yeah. Miami just hasn't looked that great. Uh, the next best option is UNC, who, you know, has they shown barely escaped they can... UNC or um, Clemson <laughs> last night. Right, right, right. I was, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I mean, UNC, you know, I don't think they have it. I've, you know, I, 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 
I don't see it. And yeah, I know they they destroyed Virginia and are completely well, capable. If you let Baycott do whatever the hell he right. wants to. It, it I'm really saying they, the- they are capable of playing at a really high level. I don't think they have the yeah. sustained success in them. And no. then and they have just uh well one one uh one more game left than Virginia does. So uh, yeah, there know, are a couple of teams ahead of them that haven't played as many mm-hmm. games because of rescheduling right. and et cetera, et cetera. Duke has two more, but I mean, I don't think they're going to catch Duke. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the whole. I don't know. Who knows? I, I, they, they beat them in Cameron Indoor. Who knows, man? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but those this, are. This I, year, if I had to pick them. Right. Everyone but those beautiful. are the two most likely for them to catch in the in the standings yeah. are the Canes yeah. uh, in the heels, probably. So. Um, a lot left to be determined, of course, but there you have it for the next two games. Uh, we don't really, you know, we could talk a little bit more about the Hokies and how they've sort of come up uh, from yeah. from their cellar dwelling. But uh, where are they going to do to beat them again? You got to keep their outside shooting under control. Yeah. And they're shooting 42 percent from three on the season. That's a big if the Hokies at home. The- I don't know. We'll see. They they. They beat Duke Just and Cameron. Syracuse they could beat anybody, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah true. Syracuse this weekend. Very true. Um, um, lacrosse one. So we. I was always, gonna say yeah. shout out if you get if you can get to a game, please do so. You need to see Connor Schellenberger play in person <laughs> if you have not, because I'm just gonna say this sounds very dramatic, but it's accurate. It's been a very long. He is one of the best players that has ever come through here, if not the best. By the time he's done, I'm just gonna, like. That dude's I you can see his brain ticking as he's it's just everything. But the thing is, he makes it look so easy and so casual that <laughs> it's kind of like you'll miss. It. It's just it's great. So go see lacrosse. There you have really, it. Really good. The weather's one. warming up. It's a, it's getting more close to lacrosse that I want to watch in person. Season, yeah. But it's not 30 <laughs> oh, God, degrees out. So. so cold. But uh, thanks. Thanks again, Caroline, for uh, filling in for Zach. And uh, go who's. Oh.